0: That image from last week's first reading about Moses and the burning bush just hasn't left me. So i got to share this with you again. Remember, the bush was burning and not being consumed. It was the presence of God. God was there. And God was calling Moses and saying, come on, come on, I've got something for you here. I've got a mission for you. Come closer. Take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. Come closer to me. And I said to us last week that this is God speaking to us, come closer to me. I want you to be very close to me. And there's a dynamic that goes on within our lives that when we hear that, we go, "Uh uh-uh, not me, because in some way we recognize our unworthiness, our sinfulness, our pride, you name it, that says, I don't want to have a part of that because I'm too sinful or I'm not good enough. And so we tend to want to run away from that because in the intimacy with God, being one and close to God is is intimidating because God is so almighty and beyond us that we can't even comprehend the fact that he wants us to be close to him. But that's the truth. He wants us close to him. Now, the parable of the prodigal son, which is really familiar to all of us, talks about this dynamic of running away from God. Sometimes we run away from God, not because we feel unworthy, but like that younger son, because he wanted to express his freedom and find himself, okay? We all treasure being free. We all treasure our freedom, but sometimes we just don't use it very well. Now, when the son said to the father, I want my inheritance from you, that was horrible because he was wishing his father dead in front of all these people. He was shaming his father, his dad, in front of all these people, the villagers, his family, whoever was there. It was a bad thing. Give me my share now. So, in other words, I want my freedom, and I just want to do what I want to do. Well, God has given each and every one of us a gift of freedom, and basically, yes you can exercise that freedom in in, in various ways. And so what the younger son did is he used his freedom to get as far away from his dad as he could. And you heard what happened there. It was unbridled freedom. Just, I'm going to do me. You do you, I'll do me. And boy, did he do himself. He got lost. And, yep, he fell. He sinned. And you know... The, the more he acted in those kind of ways, doing himself, finding himself, doing whatever he wanted, doing what pleased him, whatever, the more lost he became, the more depleted he was, until such time as he found himself without friends and impoverished and literally dying of hunger. And so this Jewish man went to a pig farm, get that image? Our Jewish brothers and sisters don't eat pork. It's unclean. He went to a pork farm because that was his last resort. And he was feeding the pigs while he was starving, and he wanted to eat what the pigs were eating. And if he ate what the pigs were eating, it wouldn't help anyway because it didn't have enough nutrients to sustain his life. See, this is what happened. All these choices, all these free choices that he was making, but he was making them separated from his father. And he lost it. He lost it. And so one day he woke up and said, you know what, I can also exercise my freedom and go home. I don't know what's going to happen to me, but I, I, I've got to go home, otherwise I'm just going to die. That's, that's a breakthrough point. That's a breakthrough point. That's a breakthrough point that every human person can have, is that I've been making all these choices that have just been plain rotten or bad, or most of them anyway, and you know what? I, I, I can go home. I can go home. And I, I've got to go home, because if I don't, I'm going to lose my life, my spiritual life, or I might lose my life literally. I've got to go home. And if you are ever there, if you're there right now, go home. Go home. And I'll tell you how in just a second. Go home. If you're in a position of a younger son right now, then wake up and go home and this is not death wake up and go home to the father and now it's not this earthly father it's our heavenly father so when the son woke up and he went home he thought he was going to get clobbered by his father and would be shunned and would become a slave but what did you hear the father not only was waiting for him to freely come home but before he even had his apology I'm sorry for what I've done before he started his apology out the father what was he doing what was he doing shaming him no he was going like this embracing him see what happens when you go home when you go home to the father When you say I've used my freedom wrongly sinfully I'm sorry He's going to embrace you. And he's looking for you even before you come home. This is what this dad was doing. It was preposterous in his day. He wasn't supposed to do that. But this is what he was doing. This is what God is doing. Anytime we stray, anytime we go towards darkness, he's saying, you are not hopeless in my eyes. Never are you hopeless. Come home to me. Look what's going to happen. I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to receive you. I'm going to celebrate. For one who was lost has been found, and I want you to be found. But it takes a decision. I mean, God isn't going to force us, force anybody. It takes a decision, a free decision by you or me to go home to the Father. To ask for forgiveness for whatever it's been whatever it is whatever it is to ask for forgiveness and he will grant forgiveness to a repentant heart in a heartbeat he doesn't even have to think about it in a heartbeat that's what the younger son teaches us what about the older one well huh He's kind of tough because the older one was not a reflective person. The older son was close to his father in proximity, you know, like I'm close to Deacon Jeff right now in proximity. But he was far away from him. He was far away from him because this older son was going through the motions, doing what he's supposed to do, which is, you know, do what you're supposed to do, but he was going through the motions. And his, his heart was far away from his father. And this older son, this is tough. This is really tough. The older son can teach us that we can go through the motions with our faith and think that we're close to our father, to God, but we're not. It's easy to fall away that way. You know, if, if we go through the motions, I mean... I, I think that's, that's sometimes why it's so easy to leave a church like ours, like the Catholic Church, to leave the Eucharist, is because we can just be going through the motions. We might know stuff, but we don't let it sink into our hearts to influence our faith and, and our behaviors. And so it's easy to walk because it, it's, it, it's not here. It's not residing in our hearts. And and what that older son is is showing us is that you know a relationship with God is 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 a matter of the of the head and the heart that head and heart come together. What I know and 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 how I'm relating to God it it, it has to start to come together, and that we encounter God that way. Otherwise, it's it's too easy to say I don't believe this anymore. Because I don't have a real relationship with God. And I'm gonna go someplace else. Maybe I'm gonna go nowhere whatsoever, but it's not gonna be here. See, that was the that was the older son. And his heart was hardened. And and if it was hardened towards his dad, and it was hardened towards his brother, and he was being really judgmental towards his brother, he knew his brother was not doing the right thing, but he didn't know if he was. Hanging out with the people that he said he was, but yeah, man, he was just hard. He was unreflective, going through the motions, and really dead on the inside. And so, this can speak to you and me too, in terms of how we live our faith. This isn't an indictment; it's it's a reflection. How do we live our faith? Are we really really taken to heart what we do, what we say, as far as how we pray? The the, the sacraments that we receive, the, the, the words that come to us from God? Again, this is a reflection, not an indictment. But that older son says, man, I can freely leave God without even thinking about it. Because I don't take it to heart. And that's what that older guy teaches us. But then the father, then the father, hear, hear this, hear this. The father says, my son, everything I've had is yours. So he doesn't turn away from, from, from that older son. He's as inviting to that older son as he was to the younger one. But he lets him make his decisions, right? And, and, and so, if, there, if, if we're the older son, or if there's elements of the older son in our lives, The father's saying, come on, come to me. He's not pointing his fingers. He's not turning his back. He's going like this. Come unto me. It's the burning bush all over again with the younger son and the older son. I want you close to me. And yes, when we get closer to him, Our faults and our sins are illumined. Yes, they are. But that doesn't need to stop us. In fact, it's a greater invitation to step closer and closer and closer to the embrace of the Father. That's what he wants. The Father has a forgiving heart a really forgiving heart because he gave us his son who died on the cross. If that's not a forgiving heart, I do not know what one is or what it looks like. Be not afraid. Take the steps forward to the Father and he will receive you.